Hello, Jamestown. You're listening to Arts on Fire here on WRFA for Friday, August 13th, 2021. Jason Sample here in the studio with you. Today's program is an exciting one. We've got a couple of guests joining us for the hour, and we're going to replay an interview we did earlier in the year. Coming up later on in the program, we're going to talk with Steve Johnson and other members of The Probables to learn about their music and, of course, uh, play some of their music as well. Uh, That was an interview that originally ran in April of this year. Uh, Also, before that, we're going to be having a conversation with Len Berry from the Regilene Center for the Arts, talking about some of the programs that are up and coming around the corner, including a performance by The Probables later on this month. And also... In just a moment, we're going to play for you an interview that we did this week with Dave Keough, who is a founding member of the Town Pants out of British Columbia, but no strangers to Chautauqua County and the music scene here because they played at the Blue Heron Music Festival on numerous occasions and have played other venues as well, including the Regilene Center for the Arts and its block party back in 2019. They, the Town Pants, are performing along with the Probables next Friday on August the 20th. We're going to talk all about it with Dave Keough. We'll also talk about it with Len Berry. And to remind you about the Probables, we will play for you our interview with Steve Johnson and company near the second half of the hour. Our interview with Dave Keough is coming up in just a moment, but let's kick off the hour with some music and we'll do it with a song from the Town Pants from their album Something to Say. This is the title track of that album. And then on the other side, a conversation with Dave Keough right here on Arts on Fire. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Sometimes you have to put yourself inside these loser's shoes. Nobody ever knows what someone else is going through. Why put down someone that I'll never see? Just because he doesn't see the world the same as me. Why is it so hard to be a decent human being? I got something to say We've gotta make more time for love and time for hate Find a better way Make each other stronger each and every single day I got something to say Always two sides that just can't get along side willing to admit they could be wrong things have to change we aren't here for very long you hate he doesn't look like you so then you go and do things that make him hate you too there is no excuse for the damage that you do i got something to say Stronger each and every single day I got something to say Who simply cannot see 
It won't make you happy to spread your misery. Bring people in, don't shut them out. Don't rant on lies and fairness, and just sit around and pout. Open up your mind, see what the world is all about. I got something to say. We've got to make more time for love and time for hate. Find a better way. Make each other stronger each and every single day. I've got something to say. We've got to make more time for love and time for hate. Find a better way. Make each other stronger each and every single day. Hey. And again, you're listening to Arts on Fire here on WRFA. That was music from the Town Pants. And the Town Pants are in the middle of the Out of Hibernation Tour with a stop planned for the Regilene Center for the Arts on Friday, August 20th. Joining us via telephone to talk more about the tour and the upcoming Jamestown show is Town Pants Stringman, vocalist and founding member Dave Keogh. Dave, thank you so much for taking time out and talking with us today. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy to have you here and to remind our listeners about the Town Pants. I think a lot of folks already know who the Town Pants are, but also uh, remind them that a show is coming up on August 20th. And and maybe maybe a good place to start. We, we have talked with you in the past. A couple of years ago, we had uh, spoken with you, so I think... A lot of our listeners are acclimated with who the Town Pants are from British Columbia, obviously, Vancouver area. But rather than get into uh, who the band is and what you're all about, let's just talk about the tour. And how does it feel to be touring again? Uh, you know, it's uh, it's a mixture of exhilarating and terrifying all at once. Um, you know, uh, we've been... Because this, this is what we do, so it's been 18 months. We have been pretty much out of the loop. And, um, and, you know, doing our best to stay out of people's way and not do, <laughs> you know, uh, not go out and hopefully contract this uh, the COVID thing. So it's been isolation pretty much for about 18 months. And now we're getting back in with people that aren't in our bubble. And, uh, it's just, it's a weird, uh, it's a weird, but it's so exciting, like to just be out and playing again and to see people and to travel. The whole thing is so exciting. <laughs> Right. How many shows have you done so far this tour? And and is has there been any noteworthy gigs or, or stories from the road worth talking about? Well, we've done we've only done two so far. One was uh, in Canada just before we drove across the country to get here, and we did one uh, one last week in uh, upstate New York there in Haywood, oh, the, the Little Lakes Finger uh, Festival, Little Finger Lakes Festival. Right. Oh my! I was terrible. But anyhow, uh, yeah, we did that, and that was that was great. Uh, like, it, crowd was right into it, and it was our first time doing a show with our uh, our band members, um, Blake and Jeff, who live in Syracuse. So we haven't even seen them in in that whole time. Uh, so yeah, it was great. It was great fun to get up and to be singing some songs and to break the sweat and to be in public. All of it. All right, again, we're talking with uh, Dave Keogh from the Town Pants, performing at the Regilene Center for the Arts on Friday, August 20th, along with The Probables. Uh, everything was basically shut down for several months during both 2020 and 21, as everybody is aware. What did you and the other band members do when not able to perform in front of a live audience, especially, it sounds like, some of you were, were several thousand miles away from one another? Yes, uh, well... 
me and Dwayne and Johanna were all centered in Vancouver. Um, at the very at the very beginning of the COVID thing, when all our shows got canceled after March 14th, I think we did four or five streaming shows, uh, and that was just kind of us going. Well, we're supposed to be on tour for the month, so let's get some shows out there. And then um, then we came back and uh, we did one live streaming show. Now it was way back in May of. 2020, uh, and then we just uh, Dwayne and Johanna actually did a thing called Song of Thanks, where they would play music at seven o'clock every evening for the for the essential workers and the healthcare workers, uh, and that was that got a lot of a lot of coverage in in the in our area because they would get out and Johanna would play a fiddle song and Dwayne would sing a song and this all happened at seven o'clock. They'd do a basically ten minute concert that was well appreciated. And we did a, geez, what did we do? We did a live streaming show for New Year's. And, and we did 30 songs in 30 days for St. Pat's. <laughs> it's been an innovative time for uh, making music from home. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about, you know, the, obviously um, necessity is the mother of invention. And, and what we typically think about when we think of live performances is live in front of an audience. So you couldn't have done that uh, for the most part during the past year and a half, but Obviously, other methods were found to be able to still get in front of people, although it was uh, via streaming and, and not live and in person. Did that change mm-hmm. your attitude or change uh, your approach to performing the music, knowing that you don't can't feed off the energy, so to speak, of a, a live audience? But then again, maybe you can, knowing that that they're watching while you're streaming, even though they're not there in person. Well, um, it is a tough thing when you're playing to cameras. And there's no immediate feedback, you know, and you stop the song, slam. And then it's just like, okay, did we get that? I think we got that. It's like quiet on set now. It's a very strange thing as opposed to playing live for people who are actually right in front of you dancing. You obviously get a much more immediate positive or negative feedback, but we mostly get positive. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so playing... uh, we, you have to muster up a little more energy to do a streaming show uh, for it to come across because it is it's tough for that way. You know, when you're four, three people in a basement somewhere, it's uh, not as exciting as getting on stage in front of a whole bunch of rowdy people who uh, love every bit of music that you do. And that's got to be why this, this tour then is, is a lot more gratifying and rewarding because you now are able to feed off the energy of people live and in person rather than just oh, yeah. hoping or imagining that you, that the energy is there. And it probably is, but you just can't recognize it or see it because of um, yeah. the streaming aspect. Exactly. It doesn't really translate well. No. Uh, so, so talking about what else you've been doing during the pandemic, have you had a chance to write any new material? You know, I should preface this, and by the opening song we just played at the start of this program, people know you're, you focus on uh, traditional Celtic and, and Irish styling of music, but a lot of it is original. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so you do write your own, your own stuff, and you're not just doing uh, you know, uh, traditional standards of, of that style of music. Have you been able to write yeah. anything new? Um, there's, uh, between, uh, between my brother and I, there's lots of little bits of paper with lyrical bits and musical bits. <laughs> and, uh, for the longest time, we weren't even supposed to be in the same bubble because at the beginning there. So we've each done our own individual thing. Uh, Johanna has completed her own solo album completely written and recorded during the pandemic. She's been the, definitely the most, uh, the most active and the most productive 
during this whole thing. <laughs> right. She, she's, okay, yeah. she's your fiddle player, right? Yes. And I, I think uh, a lot of people recognize her because being the only female member on the stage, as well as, you know, kind of uh, being a, a centerpiece with, with a lot of the uh, solos she does with, with her, uh, with her instrument, obviously she stands out, but yeah. is, is her solo stuff similar and comparable to uh, what you all do as a group? Uh, no, I would say it's probably polar opposite. It's, uh, it's kind of tough to, to explain. It's really good. She plays piano and fiddle and sings on all of it. And, uh, Dwayne and I contribute. I play some Spanish guitar and Dwayne pretty much co-produced the whole thing and co-engineered it all. And he does background vocals and all sorts of stuff on it. It's, uh, it's, uh, uh you know what she told me what the word for was and I've already forgotten, but it's, uh, it's very listenable. It's catchy. It's jazzy. It's there's bits of uh, all sorts of influences. It's, I, I I really like it. Like uh, you know, it's kind of uh, it's like the child of a friend. You're not going to dislike him, but this is a very good looking child. <laughs> <laughs> well said. That's uh, a weird analogy. I'm sorry, but yeah, but but, but I, I get what you mean. Definitely uh, talking with Dave Keogh here from the the Town Pants on Arts on Fire today, and and so let's talk about the uh, the show on August twentieth. Um, a lot of people from Chautauqua County, Jamestown, are familiar with the Town Pants because of your past performances in Jamestown. Of course, your recurring appearances at the Blue Heron Music Festival when when that's been underway. You've been uh, sort of mainstage for the past decade or so. Uh, can people yep. expect the similar? Um, Set and music when they come out and see you on August 20th? Is there anything oh, different yeah. planned? I think uh, the Reslin A is going to be uh, like the first kind of full uh, reunion tour with us, us and our fans getting together for the first time, like uh, in, a, in a big way, you know, because we do. We have played so many years out there and we have so many friends and fans. They're, they're, both, the, they're both one and the same, really. And uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy night, and I guarantee you we're gonna feed off the audience. I just hope we don't hurt ourselves. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you do some calisthenics and warm up before exactly. you take the stage. Some, I, you know, I'm gonna I'm afraid I'm gonna have a bad case of rock neck by the end of it, and <laughs> it'll all be worthwhile. Yeah. Oh, for sure, it'll be worth it. Well, it's gonna, I'm I'm very excited for this show. It's gonna be fantastic. Right. Looking forward to seeing the show as well again uh, next week on Friday, August 20th. Uh, beyond August 20th, I'm looking toward the the fall and the winter. It, it's so hard to say what's going to happen because the the Delta variant and, of course, an increase in cases uh, still underway yeah. here. The, you know, we might be through with the pandemic, but the pandemic's not through with us, as, as the saying goes, or at least what a twist on an old saying. Uh, what do you have planned for the remainder of 2021 if things do accord, go according to plan? Well, if... Um that's a tough one because we have, uh, you know, we have 10 shows, I think, booked, maybe 12. And that was kind of our, even when we booked them, when we talked to our agent and he, we're like, well, we got to get the ball rolling. And we basically put everything on red and rolled the dice because when we booked the shows, we didn't know, one, whether the borders were going to be open. Uh, two, whether we were going to get both vaccinations. You know, like uh, my brother and I for sure had to have both. And uh, three, whether they would let us get work permits to even come down. So we just were like, well, we're going to plan these shows. And it literally all, all, of, all of it came together about five days before the first show, where we got our work permits. They opened the border. Uh, we actually, we've, been, we've had our second vaccination for about a month and a bit now. But 
We didn't know uh, back in February whether this was even going to be possible, but you know, you can't wait till August to book in August. So, and that's kind of the uh, approach you're taking with with the rest of the year, then too. You've got these shows yeah. lined up, and obviously, um, full speed ahead, unless uh, something stops in the tracks. But we're, yeah. we're hoping it doesn't. I'm not told otherwise. I do know uh, with our because we have work permits to to work in the states, and they're year long. They call the P two, and with those. Uh, somehow with the deal they have, we're deemed essential workers. So <laughs> we are able to cross, uh, four days earlier than most Canadians and than any Canadians really. So we can still cross the border, but because, uh, we're essential. I, I don't know how many banjo players are considered essential, but I'm one of them. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm sure there's a, a good joke in there somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> right. Uh, my, my only final question is, obviously, you mentioned during the pandemic, you spent a lot, great deal of time out in Vancouver and uh, your, your hometown in, in British Columbia. But I, I wanted to ask you and, and the other members, um, how are you received in your, your home area in the Pacific Northwest compared to here in the Northeast? Because whenever you mention a town pants as somebody here in Chautauqua County or over in the Finger Lakes in the Ithaca region, they're, they're familiar with your music, they're familiar with the work, and, and they love you. And I'm just wondering, yeah. do, do you... Notice a difference between the way you're received in your home region of uh, this continent of ours, or um, is it pretty much one and the same, whether you're in the, the Northwest or the Northeast? Um, I would say it's uh, pretty much 100% uh, different. I mean, there was time when we were playing almost exclusively in Vancouver, and then we, we learned about these permits, and we had friends invite us to come play in the States. And our very first show was on Puka Lake in uh, the Finger Lakes area there by Penyan, about now from Syracuse. That was our very first show, and we kind of, we have a much bigger following here than we do back home. Like, years ago, I'd say maybe going back eight years, we could, we could pack just about any place except, you know, the uh, stadium in Vancouver. But uh, but now it's, it's just the people that knew us back then are married with kids, and that's fine. <laughs> But they're not coming out to, to bars and pub shows very much. Where out here, we just have such a large base. We have everyone from, you know, uh, from eight years old to eighty years old that that comes out on a regular basis. So yeah, I would have to say we're definitely um, we're definitely more well known out here than we are at home. No kidding. Interesting how that how that happens. Almost a, a uh, you know a, a complete one eighty degree difference in in terms of when you first started compared to where you're at now, but a good difference, yeah. it sounds like. Oh, it's, it's great. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't thank uh, our uh, upstate New York, our Eastern music friends enough because they literally made it possible for us to make a career by continuing to just come out and support live music. That's one thing about, uh, about upstate New York. They do love their live music. Like People plan their whole summers around it. That's amazing to me. Right on. I, I hope, uh, obviously, everything's going well out in Vancouver, especially given the the way the weather and, and the, the dry weather and, and heat has been going. But I know you're obviously here in uh, the States now, and especially in this part of the country, a little bit more tolerable, not by much, but um, <laughs> definitely not going to complain compared to what I've been reading in the news happening over in the Pacific Northwest. So uh, hopefully your yeah. friends and family out in that direction are still doing well, despite the, uh, the challenges uh, that have been thrown our way this year. Thank you very much. I, I think that'll do it then, Dave, for the uh, questions I have. Anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? Um, no, I guess just, you know, uh, if you want to see where the next shows are, go to thetownpants.com. Everything's listed there. 
and we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and wherever, whatever it is. I don't know if we're on TikTok. I'll have to ask my brother about that. <laughs> <laughs> right but, up. Uh, yeah. Well, if people want to find the Town Pants as well, they can find them at the Regilene Center for the Arts along with the Probables on Friday. August the 20th. Tickets are available at the Regilene box office, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of merch available, um, both old and, and new music as well, along with uh, T-shirts and all that good stuff. So uh, look forward to seeing you here in Jamestown on August 20th. In the meantime, safe travels, Dave, and be well, okay? Okay, thank you very much. And we do have another interview on the way. We're going to be talking with Lund Berry in just a moment. But let's play another song from the Town Pants again, performing along with the Probables on August the 20th. That is a week from today on Friday, August 20th. Tickets are still available. Playing at the Regilene Center for the Arts. Len's going to talk about that show along with so much more in just a moment. But this is a song from the Town Pants from that same album, Something to Say. This one is entitled The Wall. It's right here on Arts on Fire. Remind yourself that there's a world for you beyond the box you think you're in. Don't believe the inner voice that says you can't based on the places that you've been. The person you were yesterday doesn't have to be who you are today. Don't stay behind the wall that you built because it's just a masquerade. Tear down the wall that you built for yourself of yesterday. Behind the doubt and fear you once had Cause it's all about to make It's all about to change Tear out the wall that you built For yourself of yesterday Leave behind the doubt and fear you once had Cause it's all about to change It's all about today Today, be behind the doubt and fear you want. 
Again, you're listening to Arts on Fire here on WRFA, and as promised, we do have another guest joining us on today's program. We have Len Berry from the Reginald A. Center for the Arts in charge of marketing and communications, and that's what Len's going to be doing today, communicating with us some of the great events that are happening at the Reginald A. And uh, Len, thanks for coming in and talking with us. Thank you for letting me market and communicate. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, that's what we're here for, Lennon. Of course, uh, obviously, we're, we're happy to have you on any time. And as a matter of the second time on WRFA this week, you joined Julia yes. Hanley on Thursday. That interview is now online at our website. And in that interview, you talk primarily about the um, reopening and, and the impact that COVID has had and how the Reg has sort of been adjusting on the fly, right? Yes, it was basically a big old nutshell interview about how we weathered the pandemic being closed, how we engaged audiences, and uh, how we secured some funding and grants to reopen again. Right. And uh, today, for Arts on Fire, we wanted to get more into the actual programming side and talk about some of the uh, the wonderful events we have on the schedule, uh, not only for this month, but looking towards September and perhaps even into our October as well, COVID permitting. Sure. Yeah. I, uh, yes, it's 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 right there <laughs> still. <laughs> right. And and unfortunately it is, but obviously we've had experience with this now for the past year and a half. So um, we will do what we can and, and move forward accordingly. Uh, so what I wanted to do, Len, is just ask you, we just had um, Dave uh, Keough from the Town Pants on the air earlier this hour to talk about that specific show. But there's there's more to uh, that show than just the Town Pants. We also have the Probables here. Yes. Uh, talk a little bit about why it was important for the Reg to have some uh, some live music and, and these two bands specifically. Yeah, a live music concert that was general admission so people could sit wherever was, it was really important to us to, to kind of um, get things rolling again for, for live events, um, which have you know, seats which are ticketed out um, because one, a, a live concert is an easier lift, I guess, for, for people to, to kind of come around to. It's live music. You, you get a little hook in people there at the same time uh, as you appeal to local and regional audiences who, who love the probables uh, and who adore the town pants who are, you know, Blue Heron mainstays and uh, frequently play in the area. So they're both very popular groups of musicians and we had the Town Pants headline our Beer and Wine Festival in 2019. And at that moment, uh, right after the show, they kind of came into the theater and they're like, we'd like to play here. And I said, we'd like for you to play here. So we started the ball rolling at that point. So uh, one, yes, live music, e- easier to get people into. You don't have to tell as much of a story. Uh, and two, again, yeah, getting people in and comfortable with coming in. Uh, with more open guidelines than we had a few months ago, let's say. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a bit of a trick, but uh, people are responding right now, and it's one week out, so we, we still have tickets. You could buy them probably right up until the night of the show at this point. 
Right, right. We, we talk about the town pants coming into town and doing the live music, but the, you know, there's other live music events and live entertainment events that are going to be happening later on this year, and we'll, we'll talk about those in a moment. But uh, something else that's somewhat familiar to both our listeners as well as people in Jamestown, and that is the return of Candid Camera. This is another mm-hmm. event that's going to be happening. That's going to be next month on Saturday, September 11th. Talk a little bit about what we can expect for that day. I know there's more than just Candid Canada showing up. we got a party going on. Yes, we yeah, we have a few things going on. So uh, first of all, we're going to have a block party again, uh, our last summer block party of the year um, at uh, 5 p.m. out in the street. Uh, it's free. Uh, to, to No mission to, to come to the block party. Just bring some cash if you want for the food trucks and the beverages that we'll have. We'll have live music from Harmony Dillingham uh, and uh, probably some games out front to uh, kind of have a festive atmosphere. And that's all going to lead up to uh, a, a documentary screening, uh, the Western New York premiere of Mr. Candid Camera, which is a film that Peter Funt uh, made about his father, Alan Funt, the legendary uh, creator of uh, Candid Camera. And a few years ago during a comedy festival, we had Peter Funk come in for um, uh, a Candid Camera event, which was kind of a mix of a clip show and um, kind of mixing with the audience a bit. Um, Mr. Peter Funk is bringing this show with him. Uh, he's coming here. Uh, we'll have the movie, and uh, after the movie, we'll have a live Q&A with him. Uh, so there'll be um, some footage that hasn't been seen in a long time. I think some new footage and... Uh, a lot of celebrity interviews in this uh, uh, documentary. Right, and from talking with Peter Funt, the last time he was in town, or one of the, the previous times he was in town, we, we talked about the impact Candid Camera has had on a lot of other programming afterward, mm-hmm. including The Punk, The Punk, the pop, popular show from the 2000s, and even now Impractical Jokers, yes. which is one I love to watch, and, and my wife can't stand it, why I have no idea, but I thoroughly enjoy it, but but it all, right. this set the groundwork for programs like that, the the, the hidden camera and um, hilarity ensues kind of uh, sure. situation. And I, 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 I love those shows as well, I've been throwing parts of Jackass, if I could say that on the radio too, there was oh, some yeah. prank atmosphere, and I, I think the thing that um, Miss, that Candid Camera did that kind of sets it apart uh, that I think maybe your wife and my wife too, uh, they they don't like to cringe. They feel bad for people, especially if it's a prank that's like really ill will, which you know, Impractical Jokers doesn't do that, and the punk was on celebrities themselves, and Mister Candid Camera really didn't do anything mean-spirited at the time. Um, and it, yeah, they were the progenitor of all that. Uh, in fact, it started as a radio show, I think, in 1948 originally and, and moved to television. So it was pro- it, it was probably one of the first reality television shows, if, if you think about it hard enough. <laughs> right. That, that's happening on September 11th. And again, we'll remind folks on where they can get the the tickets if they need to. No tickets for the block party, though. And we just had a black block party, and it went so well. Deciding to do it again, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we the folks love to come out to the street and just have a good time, and uh, that that was a very successful one. Very very close in attendance to our beer and wine festival from a couple of years ago. Uh, folks just want to cut loose, and we're a small enough community that you're, it's really a homecoming for a lot of folks who are seeing each other for the first time in several months in some cases. 
Again, talking with Len Berry from the Reginald A. Center for the Arts, talking about some uh, special programs that are coming up on the schedule, including next week's show on August 20th, featuring the Town Pants, along with the Probables. That begins at 7 o'clock. Tickets still available at the Reg Box Office and, of course, Mr. Candidate Camera as well. But, uh, Len, these aren't the first two programs being launched by the Reginald A. since the, uh, the pandemic began. We've been doing movies for quite a while now. How have the movies been going? Uh, what kind of a, a reception are we getting from audience members? And, and do we have any special ones that are coming up yes. on the horizon? So uh, I think we, we started off in April, and we were doing a lot of the uh, Best Picture nominees. And at that time, I think we were we probably got back about 30% of our average audience. We're creeping up to about 50% of our average audience who are coming. Not that they're a lot. We're at full capacity right now. So if you want to see a movie, you can come in and do it. Um, but uh, due to um, the supply line effectively being cut short in Hollywood, where not a lot of original stuff was being made because of the pandemic, there weren't a lot of first-run movies uh, coming down the pipe this summer, as many as we would have had in past summer. So on Wednesday nights, we relied on a slew of classic movies for the most part, uh, going back ooh, even 40 years, I think. Um, and on Friday nights, we were trying to do f- more first-run movies as much as we could, and we stuck to that. Um, and uh, that's going to continue right up through the last week of August. Um, and uh, that that week we will have, uh, on the Wednesday, August 25th, we're going to have Thelma and Louise at 7 p.m. And then on Friday, August 27th, uh, we're going to have the Anthony Bourdain documentary Roadrunner. Uh, so that will... That will Kind of round out August. When we get back into September, our Wednesday movies will be more first-run films, and we'll eventually move back uh, from Friday movies to Saturday night movies again, which is our, our bread and butter. So, uh, more on that later. But I, I think uh, I think we have two September movies lined up the first two Wednesdays, the first and the eighth, respectively. We have the documentary Summer of Soul about the 1969 series of um, concerts in uh, New York City. With Gladys Knight and the Pips and Halia Jackson, Nina Simone, uh, Sly Stone. And then on September 8th, we have uh, the fantasy film The Green Knight uh, from A24 Studios starring Dev Patel. And that's about the Green, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight legend, which is one of those stories that you read in school. Sure. <laughs> I remember reading it myself. I remember seeing the trailers for that film. Yes. And it looks phenomenal. Yeah. Just, uh, visually stunning. And, you know, it's right up my alley in terms of uh, almost a fantasy aspect to it. So Yeah, the director is beloved in England for doing real trippy dead scratching kind of movies this, actually this one looks positively mainstream compared to the other right. works he's done um david lowry is his name uh, but yeah we're looking forward to that and uh lining up a few more movies uh for september okay and again uh len i know that there's other programs that are coming up even later on in the fall season and on into the winter. We'll, we'll have you back on the air to talk sure. more specifically about them, but just remind folks, uh, what do we have on the um, on the calendar coming up? Yeah, on the horizon, October 23rd, we have Sing Along a Sound of Music. On uh, November 7th, we have the Broadway musical Million Dollar Quartet. Million Dollar Quartet was originally yeah. one of the programs that got postponed. Yes, because got of moved. the uh, the pandemic, right? Right. Yeah. That's uh, so we're celebrating the 11th anniversary <laughs> of that Broadway musical, and that's about the uh, Sun Records uh, legendary night of uh, jamming from Johnny Cash, Carl Perkins, Jerry Lee Lewis, um, 
and uh, John, uh, who, Elvis, Elvis Presley. I can't forget can't Elvis. Forget the King. I can't forget the King. Oh. So it's kind of a jukebox music. My mom would never forgive no, you. No, she would. Please tell her. <laughs> <laughs> Big forgiveness for me. Um, and December 2nd, we round out the year with uh, the night before, well, night before typically when we have the holiday parade. Fingers crossed on that one. We're going to have a Charlie Brown Christmas live on stage, which is a um, touring musical about the you know the famous CBS special, one of the first animated uh, children's specials that kind of blew the doors open for that genre. Super. All the details about all these events can be found online at Reg Linnae's Center for the Arts. And, of course, uh, uh, Len and, and the Reg staff really do a great job in keeping people informed, but also helping people out, again, because it's been so touch and go during COVID. And yes. I know you were talking about the the show that was postponed because of the pandemic, Million Dollar Quartet, and not just because I work here, but very helpful in getting those tickets replaced when that show was canceled and getting new ones printed up. I mean, uh, Stephanie, of course, down at the box office and you helping to communicate with people online and, and interviews like this goes a long way in making sure uh, our community is, is well aware of what's happening at the Reg, but also knows you're there to help them out yes. in the event something goes sideways, which we hope it doesn't. But yeah. hey, we're we'll we're take used care to it of you. Now. Yes, if you if you have tickets for a show that was rescheduled and there's three of them on the schedule for this year in early 2022, all automatically those tickets will just transfer to that show. Uh, if you want to exchange them for fresh tickets. That's fine. If you need to get more tickets, that's that's fine as well. If if you can't come for any reason, just talk to us. We'll issue a refund if we have to. Uh, sometimes people can't make the new dates, and we just want to keep you along for the ride. Wonderful. People want to learn more? Go online to reglinay.com or just uh, give the box office a call, and they'll be happy to help you out. Four eight four seventy seventy. In the meantime, uh, Len, anything else you want to add? Uh, no, we're, we're open. And right now, currently, uh, according to CDC guidelines, if you are vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. If you're unvaccinated, we ask that you do wear a mask. That is subject to change. Keep your ear to the ground. We will inform all of our ticket holders and the general public if our policy changes on that because we have to be ready to pivot. Wonderful. Reg, uh, Len Berry from the Reginald A. Center for the Arts. Thanks for talking with us today on Arts on Fire. Thank you for having me. And again, you're listening to Arts on Fire here on WRFA. Thank you, Len Berry, for talking with us. Thanks, Dave Keogh, for talking with us as well from the Town Pants. And as Len noted during that conversation, and we talked about earlier on, the Town Pants and the Probables will be playing next week at the Rajlone Center for the Arts on August the 20th, Friday. Tickets are available. You can find them online at rajlone.com. Now, earlier this year on on in April, April 23rd, as a matter of fact, we talked with some members of the Probables to learn more about the band as well as what their projects were for this year. So to get you reminded about who the Probables are, we're going to play for you that interview, an encore of that interview, if you will. But first, let's play a track from the Probables. And then on the other side, we'll feature that interview with Steve Johnson and company right here on Arts on Fire. I can see where the water bends I can hear the ancients calling I can see where the water bends Through the wind and rain The changelings call the robin's nest I know where they're lying The changelings know where the robin's rest 
Once again, that was music from The Probables. That was The Changeling, their latest single, part of their upcoming album that will be released uh, in about a month from now. And, and to learn more details about the album and what the band's been up to, as well as some upcoming shows, we have a couple of The Probables in studio. We have, of course, Steve Johnson, lead singer, as well as guitarist, along with Nick Campbell, drums, percussion in the studio with us. Um, and it feels good to have him in the studio. So with that being said, Steve and Nick, thanks for taking time out and talking with us today. Thanks for having us, Jason. Yeah, happy to have you here and uh, talk about the, the Probables. And uh, Steve, I know we've had you in the studio before. Nick, I think this is the first time you've been on WRFA, so welcome aboard. Awesome to be here. Hopefully not the last. And uh, kind of fitting that you're in the studio, too, because this, this next show that you all are going to be doing is going to be down in uh, Warren at Struthers Library Theater on May 1st. I believe some tickets still remain for that show, but they're going quickly. So anybody who wants to check out the Probables on Saturday night, May 1st, will probably want to uh, uh, get the tickets soon rather than later now that we're nearly a week out. Uh, we'll talk about the show. We'll talk about the upcoming album as well as what it feels like to, to start gigging and playing again after some hiatus. And, and maybe that's a good place to start out with, Steve. And I'll start with you, obviously. You're no stranger to the local music scene. You've been doing it for a long time, and it seems like you never take time off. I think the last time I had you in the studio was about two years ago. And you had talked about how you don't take a lot of time off. You just like to go out and continuously play. But, boy, you've had some time off in um, the past few months, right? Yeah, it's felt kind of good to not uh, not be rushed into any uh, any shows because I went right from Big Leg Emma, Steve Johnson Band, Band of Peace, Probables, with no real time in between anything. But I've been doing a lot of writing. It that, that's a good thing, and we're, like we're releasing a new CD, and I'm actually writing for the next CD that hopefully we're gonna gonna record next winter <laughs> right on right on yeah. so talk, talk about the um this album that you've been working on then How, what's it been like to deal with the pandemic and, and try to record have you all been working together in studio do you work separately or how, how did that whole process play out well we, we recorded it at uh gcr in buffalo you know the google dolls uh studio up there and that was a great experience it, it took a minute to get in there because of the pandemic and because of everything and um but it it was a good experience. Yeah, it was a it was a very welcoming experience. Actually, you know, they were very receptive, and you know, we just got in there and did our thing, and you know, nobody had any real issues. And I mean, we knocked it out of the park in two days. It was pretty fun. Right on. Uh, I I didn't mention the rest of the band too. Of course, we have uh, Nick Campbell, who you just heard along with Steve Johnson in the studio. But you've also got Matt Gronquist, Adam McKillop, and Ryan Eklund. This is. You know, sort of uh, Chautauqua County's answer to the uh, uh, super band, so to speak. I mean, you've got an all-star lineup as part of the Probables. We've talked about it in the past. Um, but how does it feel that it was your third album now or fourth album that you put together? Fourth. Fourth album. This will be the fourth, yes. Has anything changed in the way the relationship works with, uh, you know, who, who's the driving force behind the music, Steve? I imagine you do a lot of songwriting, but with all this talent, I'm sure they're given the opportunity to also offer their thoughts and, and the direction that the songs go. I've, I've always thought my thought of myself as very open-minded. I write the songs just on acoustic guitar in my living room. And then when I bring it to the band, it's basically an open slate. We find the beat, we find the groove. Um, for this particular album, uh, Adam McKillop wrote two songs on it, which we're really excited about. They're great, great tunes. So I like I love to collaborate and and try to get everyone involved as much as possible. How does the uh, the rhythm part work out, Nick? What what do you and Ryan do to uh, put put your I, I guess finger on it and your impression on on these songs? It's 
it, it's actually pretty easy. You know, Steve comes with it with a concept and you know plays it out for us, and you know it, it just kind of it's actually pretty seamless. It's pretty easy to you know put drum tracks down or even bass. I'm sure Ryan has an easy time with it. It's we haven't had any real issues with it as far as songwriting goes it's it's pretty easy it comes pretty natural i guess i guess because my songs are pretty simple <laughs> <laughs> songs are simple but you know they, they strike a chord i've always enjoyed listening to your songs and, and they always seem to re- are relatable obviously to the listener that's always important right to have uh the people who want to hear you play i have, have a song that they say oh i can't wait to hear that one again or that was a great song yeah uh did, did you change anything up in terms of the theme or, or what you're uh, writing about for this time around did the pandemic play a role or was it really just uh a lot of what you've been doing i'm not a i'm not a theme writer i just write from the cuff you know maybe something i heard on the radio earlier or something that just in my head that just a melody so i've I've never been a theme writer political writer or you know it's mostly about just silly little love songs actually but. <laughs> People love silly little love songs, right? That's it's kind of yeah. uh, the uh, the secret ingredient, the recipe there to success. Yeah. Uh, again, we got Steve Johnson in the studio with us, along with Nick Campbell. They're from the Probables, of course, along with uh, Matt Gronquist, Adam McKillop, and Ryan Eckland. Couldn't get those three guys in here, but if you want to see all five members on stage, they're doing a show on May 1st at Struthers Library Theater. So talking about that show really quickly, uh, this is going to be the, the first show you've done since when? September? Yeah, September 29th, we played at uh, Altered State in Erie. And yeah, that was a blast out there. And they're great people, great energy out there, good crowd. Yeah, it doesn't seem, I was counting on my fingers how many months that was. That doesn't seem like it was that <laughs> right, long ago. like only yesterday, but you're going back to last fall, so more than half a year ago now. Uh, Steve, you said it was kind of nice to get a, a bit of a break, though, but um, is there a concern that, or do you guys rehearse enough and you're polished enough that you're not going to miss any steps or any beats once you uh, get on stage in front of a, a, a group of people after so much time off? Yeah, we've always had a really good chemistry, and we have been rehearsing steadily throughout the pandemic. Uh, down at the Spire Theater where we, where we rent a room and makes it easy. Yeah, it makes it easy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nick, I, I, like I said, you're from uh, Warren, Pennsylvania, right? So it's got to be nice. Are you going to have a lot of family and friends down there? Yeah, yeah. I think a few folks are going to turn out for it. You know, it's a, I, I personally, it's kind of a big deal. I mean, I've seen a lot of shows, you know, plays and whatnot at the Library Theater. So it's kind of nice to actually be on the opposite end of the stage and performing for folks. So. It's no, going to be a good time. I know, uh, I know Steve's whole story, obviously. We've been covering you since going back to the 103.1 days when I used to be at uh, WQFX, right? So uh, we're very familiar with, with your work. But, uh, Nick, what's your story in terms of uh, uh, you know, the, the bands you've played with before the Probables, and how is it that you found your way into the Probables? Um, well, it's funny. I played in a band, uh, Quister, for about three years, and I left that band, and uh, John and Steve actually approached me about playing drums in it. And uh, I, I was kind of like, I need to take a break, you know, a little bit, little bit of time off could do me good. And then, um, you know, a couple of years down the road, Steve actually approached Ryan, who I work with outside of playing music, and he just happened to be on the phone with Ryan one day. And I walked into the back office, and Ryan was like, hey, I got Steve Johnson on the phone. Uh, do you want to play in the Probables? I'm like, yep. No questions asked. It was it was time, I guess. So. Nice, nice, right on. And uh, so so obviously, you guys have your show coming up on um, 
on, on a Saturday night, but that's not the only show you have lined up uh, in the next month or so. We'll talk about that, but but I want to remind listeners, too, that tonight there's something special going on at, uh, at 7 o'clock. That song that we opened with, The Changeling, is, I guess for lack of a better word, the lead single from your forthcoming album. Uh, big, exciting things happening this evening, though. What's, what's the story with The Changeling? Uh, we did a music video of it up in Asheville, and we're going to do, do a premiere live on Facebook and YouTube um, 7 o'clock tonight. What's it like? Well, what's, what's the video about, or do you have to tune in to find out? Just Can you tune in us? to yeah. find out. Uh, you'll have to wait and see. It, it is kind of a short film. Colton Nash uh, was the videographer on it, and we did it right up at his property, and it's, it's interesting, to say the least. Yeah, uh, it's a trip. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be – I hope everybody enjoys it because I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun putting it together, too. Is that going to be on Facebook or your, your website, or how, where can people see it at? Uh, it's going to be on Facebook. It's going to be on YouTube. We will put it on the, our website, theprobables.com. Um, I'm sure there'll be other channels, but those are the main three. And we'll make sure we share it on the uh, WRFA Facebook page, too, if anybody misses it or uh, can't, can't find I mean, how hard is it to find the Probables on Facebook? It's not too difficult. It's not like a challenge or anything, right? I mean, pretty simple. But any listeners out there that are, are just too preoccupied to figure out how to do that, we'll post it on our uh, social media page as well to give it a share. Uh, you've also got a show coming up next month, and, and this is kind of exciting. This is going to be a, a CD release party. How many tracks are, are on the CD? First of all, and uh, do you have a name for the uh, the new album yet? The name is called Lost in Circles, and uh, there's seven tracks on the CD. And uh, I mean, we love every one of them. I think it's, we're really proud of this of this recording. In the day and age of uh, people putting out music on the internet as they record songs, I, I think our friends from Feverhawk do that quite a bit. They just kind of pump out whenever they complete a song, put it out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is it important to to have a, a CD, an album, if you will, and to have an official uh, launch party? I, I've always done it. I'm old school that way, I guess. You know, I actually wanted to get vinyl made and everything. You know, it's it seems like CDs are pretty much irrelevant, but uh, vinyl, I guess, is coming back and it's pretty cool. So, it's just it it's just a cool it's just a cool thing. It's just make an event, make it fun, you know. I think it's awesome that everybody's you know like all these bands are putting out like single tracks on Facebook and whatever have you. I think it's great that they're doing that. You know, nice little jabs here and there. But if like you get the concept of putting a whole CD out there, everybody gets the full scope of what you're trying to do and what you're trying to say. I think it's pretty big. Right on. That's going to be at the, uh, speaking of big, big Inlet Brewing Company out in Mayville, right? Is where that one's going to be at? Correct. So, so Steve, I, I think the last time I saw you perform was 2019, the Probables on the stage at the Heron. There is not going to be a full-blown Blue Heron Music Festival this year, sadly enough. However, uh, when life gives you lemons, you, you make lemonade, and that's exactly what uh, Julie and Steve Rockcastle are doing this year. They're not going to have a, a single uh, Heron event, but they're going to have a bunch of uh, uh, weekend events. Just about every weekend there's going to be a show, but you've got sort of uh, a big one because you're going to be doing the mini Heron. So uh, the yeah. weekend that the, the full-blown Blue Heron Music Festival takes place, for our listeners who don't know, uh, they're going to do a small mini festival, and, and you're basically the headliners, right? Yeah, we play Saturday night, 9.30 to 11 main stage i'm not sure i think it's just gonna be one stage but they're calling the, the little heron and a lot of other great bands that are usually in the big heron will be there as well to join us so i think it's gonna be a lot of fun again that was our interview with steve johnson and nick campbell from the probables from april 2021 
Of course, uh, some of that stuff is a little dated because we are now in the month of August, but it's good to hear Steve's voice as well as Nick's voice and to talk a little bit about what they've been working on this year. And a reminder that since we did that interview, that has been announced they're doing a show at the Rudgeland A Center for the Arts along with the Town Pants, and that's going to be next week on August the 20th. More details at RudgelandA.com. We're out of time for Arts on Fire, so I will leave it there. I'm going to play a song from Steve Johnson when Adam McKillop and Steve stopped on by back in April of 2019, about uh, two and a half years ago now. They performed this song live in the studio, and we're going to play it for you to wrap up today's show. The name of this track is Can You Hear Me Now? And it's right here on Arts on Fire. Let love in. 